Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast with me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Mr. Birmingham League son, Andy Harrison, Jamie Martindale, and the king of the hoppers, Joss Elliott. For your latest dose of all things Shropshire Cricket. Okay, and welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast and another episode of My Best Eleven. And tonight we have another well-known figure in Shropshire Cricket and of especially Division 1 Cricket. A player who's played for four clubs, which list off as Shelton Cricket Club, then Grasshoppers, He's also played for Kund and is currently residing at Beacon Cricket Club, scoring 4,583 runs, including 1850s, three tons. He's picked up 200 wickets in his 15-year Shropshire cricket career, including two eightfers. Tonight's special guest is none other than Jamie Martindale. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much, James. Thanks for that intro. Not quite sure all the statistics were 100% accurate, but um, <laughs> certainly the two eight. Yeah, I'm if they are, Jamie. <laughs> and uh, by my side uh, tonight is the one and only King of the Hoppers, Joss Elliott. I'd just like to say that by your side, in this day and age, is not actually true. We are <laughs> practicing social distancing. Yes. So I'm, I'm actually. A couple of miles away from James, but yeah, strange times doing these podcasts by um, remotely, should we say? Mm. But yeah, hopefully you're still enjoying them, still tuning in. So Jamie, first question, um, you started at Shelton uh, yep. as a youngster uh, with your dad or was it, how did that come about? Oh, how did it come about? Do you know what? I can't remember um, initially. I mean, I started at under eights and... Uh, you know, I think my dad was one of the coaches, so he was obviously knocking about in probably the second or third team at the time. 
Um, my uncle was around as well, uh, Richard Martindale Wink, as he's well known as in Shropshire cricket. Um, so it was very much um, a family-based club. Well, so it's a family-based club, but a lot of my family uh, were at Shelton. My, my younger cousin, Tom, as well, he come through at Shelton um, four years below me. But yeah, under eights, I started just in the, in the kids and, and worked my way up till I was about 24. And did they have a good youth set up in those days, Jamie? Yeah, it was good. Um, so myself, Sam Griffiths, um, Ben Matthews. Um, there was others that don't play cricket as much anymore. I don't know if you remember an Adam Humphreys. He was a really good young talent who, who come into the, the youth system at Shell. Probably a little bit, little bit after under eights. Um, but he was a really, really good, talented player before he moved to the army. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was a really good setup, and as I said, I was there for for a long time, for fifteen years in total. So fifteen years, and then the decision was made uh, to pop across the road and uh, join Beacon. How how much of an easy decision was that to make? Um, quite easy at the time. Um, I think, if I'm being honest, I should have done it a year earlier. Um, so 2013. I think I just lost a little bit of interest um, in the game. I think I only made myself available for, for two games all season. Um, and at the end of that season, I think I would have been 23-ish. Um, I just had a chat with my dad and said, I've either fallen out of love with the game or just need a, a, a fresh challenge. Um, so Beacon just got promoted to Division 1, which is what Shelm were in at the time. Um, I went along to their nets um, and I enjoyed it. So I thought, well, I'll give it a chance. Um, and if I don't enjoy it at Beacon, then obviously I've just lost interest in cricket. Mm. Um, but I, I absolutely loved it and, and I still love it to this day at Beacon. been fantastic. Obviously no regrets on that move then? No, no, absolutely not. It, it, was, it was the right time to go. Like I said, it, it, I could have easily done it a year earlier. Um, there's a little bit of, not, not regret, I think that's the wrong word, but the season I left, um, my good friend Mark Davis Ches was, was named captain of the first eleven and guided Shelton back into the Premier Division. So I missed out on a promotion there, but um, no, it was absolutely the right right decision to make. So this might be controversial, Jamie. But I'm sure that door is still open. Shelton now back in the Prem. Yeah. Are you tempted? Uh, I'm not sure I'd get into their first eleven at the moment, just. <laughs> good point, I see. No, no disrespect, but yeah. Right. I'm taken. <laughs> <laughs> so, summit, summit that I'd be quite interested in is um, so you moved over to Kunz in midweek uh, lately. What's what's brought about that, and how, how have you enjoyed your time at Kunz? Um, well, we covered this on a few po- on a podcast an episode of you know a few months ago. Um, I just felt I wasn't I wasn't getting out getting anything out of playing midweek for Beacon last season. Um, you know we had a very good team for the division, um, but I just felt that I wanted to play a, a more more important role um, mm. somewhere else. And I'm a good friend of Tom Koreshi. Tom he's a really good friend of mine, captain at Kun midweek. Um, I like Troy, Jack Case, mm. um, so I thought I'd go and. Yeah, they, they are. They're actually very good pride, yeah. Um, so I thought I'd just try something different. And yeah, I went to Kund and I think I only played three games and scored a magnificent 21 runs at an average of seven. So wasn't a, wasn't a great signing for Kund in hindsight. You got triggered in one of those games, though, Jamie, didn't you? 
Well, I wasn't the only one to be triggered in that game. Mm-hmm. Mr. James Hill was a bit trigger happy that night, wasn't he? But, <laughs> yeah, we'll move on. So what happens when you when you let the ball hit your pads when you're dead in front, mate? <laughs> yeah, well, that makes one of us who thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as Harry mentioned earlier, one of your clubs is Grasshoppers, Jamie. How did that come about? Yeah, it's quite funny, really, actually. Um, uh, when did we go to Malta? We've been to Malta twice. So 2008, no, 2019 and 2018. So it was just before, around Christmas 2017, um, I had a message off Joey App, um, who said someone's pulled out for, for the Malta tour. Uh, and I like Joey App, good friend of Joey App. Um, and he asked if I fancied tagging along and sort of replacing whoever the fellow was who dropped out. And I said, yes. Um, and I absolutely loved it. So I went to Malta 2018 with Grasshoppers. And it was on that trip that, that Keith Yap, who was Sunday captain at the time, said, do you fancy a few games um, for the coming season? Um, and I did. And it's absolutely fantastic, isn't it? It's a really good crack. Um, I'm very pleased you did, Jamie, because you're an integral part. Because I'm captain, obviously. You're an integral yeah. part of my Sunday afternoons now. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we do enjoy it. So I'm glad you, you're still involved. You're yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and to play under yourself and Keith Yap, you know, two really good fellas. And yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed the, the Sundays, to be fair. So, um, so, really enjoyed So you've mentioned um, Joss Elliott and you've mentioned Keith Yap. Um, it only seems right that we ask you, of all the captains that you played under, who's been your favourite? Who's been the best one that you've had to play under? Um, the best one, hands down, is Steve Griffiths. Um, so Steve captained the first 11, um, I think in around 2009 when he came out of retirement. Um, I can't quite remember the dates, um, if I'm being honest, but I think it was around 2009 um, when the club really needed it. Um, he'd already had a fantastic career uh, in Shropshire cricket. You know, he's been spending a lot of hours, and days, weeks, months even on the golf course. Um, but we needed him and he came out of retirement and he, he captained the side around that sort of 2009 to 2014 uh, period. Um, players like myself, Sam Griffiths, Ben Matthews, Harry Jones, all, you know, some of the lads we've already mentioned, we all come through in that era, um, playing Premier Division cricket under Steve. And yes, it was tough and we did get relegated, I think it was 2011. But you know, what he did do, he really consolidated the club and, and brought through some of these lads. And I would also like to give a mention to Dave Howarth as well, actually, um, who I've played under at Beacon. So I joined Beacon, like I said, 2004. 15, I think it was, 14-15, um, with Steve Reese as captain. But Steve Reese stepped aside a few months into that season. Um, and Dave Howe took, took, um, took over. And I really enjoyed playing under Dave. Really knowledgeable, really good guy, really laid back. Um, and that was really encouraging for me. And I, I've got a lot of time for Dave Howe. Um, and I thank him for, for, for sort of welcoming me into Beacon, really. So Steve Griffiths and, and Dave Howe are the the two, but, but Steve, Steve number one, without doubt. And I'm amazed, Jamie, you said there, Steve Griffiths came out of retirement in 2009. I played against him last year, 10 years on from his alleged retirement. He's still a bloody good cricketer, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. And, and guys well. So we mentioned, I think, probably all the clubs you've been involved with. It's a very difficult one for you, Jamie, but which is the best club of those that you played for? Can you define club? I think that's a, can you define best club? What means? What makes the best club? 
Which one have you enjoyed playing with the most? That makes it more difficult. Yeah, it does, absolutely. I think from where I was in 2013-14 when I didn't want to play cricket, I think you look at the, the most recent history and I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I'm thoroughly still enjoying it at Beacon. Um, I had some great times at Shelton though, absolutely. Um, never won a promotion though, which, which was a shame. Um, but coming through as a sort of 16, 17 year old, up until sort of when I was 20, um, I absolutely loved it. I love playing with some, some really, really good players, you know, really good players, some, some big names in Shropshire cricket. And I've learned an awful lot um, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but I think at the moment, you know, in supposed to be in sort of the prime of my career, although some would say that was 10 years ago, um, I'm really enjoying it at Beacon now. But I've got fantastic <laughs> memories of, of both clubs and still making, still making more now. At least you've had a prime, Jamie. I've, I've yet to ever hit that point. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so you've had some great clubs that you played for and now we get on to the moment everyone's waiting for. It's Jamie Martindale's best 11. So, Jamie, who, who are the best opening batsmen that you've ever played with? In your top 11, who are you, who are you openers? You're full of tough questions tonight, aren't you, gentlemen? Um, <laughs> openers, two openers I've gone for are two Nicks. I've gone for Nick Bevan, who, although I probably didn't see him, well, I didn't play with him in his absolute prime. Um, he's obviously been an absolute fantastic player for a number of years around Shropshire. But one thing I do remember is 2017, it was, on our way to um, the T20 finals day, the Saturday League Cup T20 finals day at Quat, um, we played Newtown in the quarterfinals at home, and he absolutely oh, he, he he smashed out in park, didn't he? Yeah, he absolutely blitzed an eighty odd off forty balls, some of the biggest sixes I've seen. Um, and I have to put Nick Bevan in there for sort of natural talent. Um, he is he is absolutely right in there, and he'll tell you as well. He'll tell you how good he is as well. Funnily enough, Jamie, he's in my 11 as well as an opener. Is he? Oh, okay, fantastic. Yeah. You're playing with a rockster, so. Yeah. I, fortunately, I unfortunately haven't had the, the, the luck of playing Nick Bevan. I was supposed to be playing against him um, last season with all. Oh, of course, yes. The Battle of the Bevans. Battle of the Bevans, and uh, only one of the a... Bevans turned up, uh, yeah. which is probably for well, the best role, but to be honest. <laughs> Well, some would say Nick Bevan's only turned up once in five years. <laughs> so my second opener, Beacons 2016 and first overseas, Nick Maygraith. Um, Nick came over playing third grade in Adelaide. Um, not the best record. Uh, was a batsman who bowled a little bit. Um, but he came over and was absolutely phenomenal. And he took the league by, I think he got 60 wickets, 700 runs. Um, he was absolutely phenomenal, fantastic gully fielder as well, brilliant bloke, um, and a genuine all-rounder. And to have a spinner, you know, genuine all-rounder right at the top of the order, uh, gives room for perhaps another one later on. Um, Nick McGrath was an absolute superstar. And when I visited, um, visited him in 2017 in Adelaide, and absolutely had a lovely, time. absolutely fantastic. Um, so they're my two opening batsmen. Got a lot of time for both of those lads. 
And, and Nick was your best you had by some distance, I think, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I mean, statistically, um, I don't think you can argue with that. Um, yeah. Well, I was certainly backing up on him being a good lad as well. Mind yeah. You, all, all the overseas being good lads, to be fair. Best overseas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, statistically, he's been Beacon's best overseas. 60 wickets, 700 runs. Um, he got in Division 1 Team of the Year as well, 2015. So, um, yeah, I mean, statistically, without doubt, yeah. Sounds oh. so... Now we move on to what is arguably the, what some people would say is that the best batsman in your side normally go bat at these be, these numbers. Um, who's going to be your number three and four? Well, you say they're the most important batsmen. I mean, I think my batsmen at five and six are quite important as well when we get onto that stage. Uh, so at number three, I've gone for a young, or at the time, a young South African lad called Manrich Kotzer. Um, I think he came over in around 2009, 2010, um, when I was on the brink of the Shelton Ones. I think I was sort of in between the Ones and Twos at the time. But he was an absolute phenomenal young talent. I think he got about eight, nine fifties in the Premier Division, including a, a big one, one, I think it was 177 away at Boma, um, which was a tremendous innings. Um, but he bats at number three. I think. I think if anybody can remember him or anyone played against him it'd be interesting for them to get in touch um, to see what they thought of him because at the time he was a talent at 19 years of age and at number four I've gone for another overseas we have at Shelton um, called Dan Rees he was from Perth Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I played Claremont. Um, I think he had a spell at Shrewsbury as well. Another really, really good batsman. And, you know, to have him, Manrich, um, and then a couple of others that we're going to come on to in the, in, in the middle order in the engine room um, would be an absolute... Fantastic middle order. So, uh, Manrich Kotzer at three and Dan Reese at number four. But it's very flexible, this middle order. It's very flexible. So, it's just like mine, Jamie, because my, my best level is full of middle order batsmen. So, as you described in the engine room, five and six, who have you got? So, at number five, um, I've gone for Tim Ward, who was um, at Shrewsbury a couple of years ago. Um, I played with Tim just a couple of, for a couple of games at Shropshire Gents. Um, and I'll tell you what, it was an absolute privilege. He was an absolutely fantastic young talent. And quite recently, I think it might have been 
whenever England A were on tour recently, this year or last year, um, they played against a, an Australian representative side. Um, and, and Tim played in that. I think he got, I think he got a 19 or something, a 1920 um, against the, the England Lions, England A team. Um, and he was an absolute phenomenal bat and a fantastic fielder as well. So I've got him in at five. At number so, six, uh, yeah. at number six, uh, I've gone for Craig Heath. I don't think anyone can really look past Craig Heath. Absolute freak. I'm sure he's in Andes as well. I'm not sure if Andes has gone out yet. But. Andes, Andes has gone out, and um, yeah, Craig was definitely one of those players who is involved in that. And I'm, I'm pretty sure anyone who's played against him will probably be in there. So, yeah, very good player, isn't he? And uh, yeah. nice to see. I mean, I've mentioned of- it. I've mentioned yeah. it. One of the one of the few players still playing in Shropshire cricket in your eleven so far. Yes, there is. There are a few name drops. I've got to be honest. But actually, from seven onwards, they're all playing. Um, they're all still playing in. in I was going to say in Shropshire, but one isn't. One's at Hales are in. Get your guesses in now. Get your guesses in now. So, Craig, Craig Keith, what makes him stand out from anyone else that probably no one else would normally say? Well, I've mentioned it in a previous podcast, but the switch hit in Malta that went for six over the pavilion, that shot alone is enough to get him into the best 11 I've played with. Absolutely. I am with you 100% on that, Jamie. Um, you had to do that. It was phenomenal. Oh, it was un- unbelievable. I was at the other end, and I think, I think we put on about I think we put on about 120 maybe as a partnership. I think I got 110 of them. I, I, th- I was going to say, I think he got about 100 of them. So, but it was an absolute privilege being at the other end. It was, it was phenomenal. Mm. He, he could easily bat three or four. And uh, so after the middle order engine room, uh, we move on to number yep. seven and what has been most people's wicket keeper so far. And who have you gone behind the sticks? Uh, I've gone for Ryan Lockley who's at Hales Owen, obviously plays um, midweek um, for Beacon. Uh, I've played a lot with him indoor as well. Um, absolute fantastic talent. Obviously got quite a few Shropshire caps, very much involved in the Shropshire scene. Um, probably slightly misunderstood. Might not be everybody's cup of tea, but I'll tell you what, if you play with him and you get to know him, he's an absolute first-class lad. He really is. Um, and I've got, I've got... The reason people become not people's cup of tea is because they're talented. From my experience, people take so that's why everyone's best friend. <laughs> no, I am not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I, that, I am the exception to the rule. I'm the exception to the rule. I'm not talented, and no one likes me just because my chat. Everyone beats me. Yeah. Okay. Right, we'll give this guy a wide <laughs> So well, I've got. Never gets out indoor. No, I think he's only got out once this season, and yeah, that was in the cup. I think. Record. I wasn't the cup; it was the league game against Grasshopper. Sorry, but yeah, he's a fantastic talent, and he's a fantastic lad, and he's great to have around Beacon. And you never know; in a couple of years, it wouldn't surprise me if he was at Beacon on the Saturday. You think? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Mm. Not mm. yet. Not yet. A few years, but yeah, mm. when he's when he's old and fat. Is he giving the the old Andy Harrison? Oh, I'd love to come when I when I'm finished. I'll come and play for your club. <laughs> what he's, what Andy Harrison? Well, I, well I'm still taking off for nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> nine then, Jamie. Presumably coming to bowlers now. 
Have you got yeah. an eight and nine? Uh, yeah, so I've got an all-rounder, all right? Someone I class as an all-rounder at eight. Um, someone I've played with, um, again, for Shropshire Gents, a little bit indoor as well. Uh, it's Tyler Ibbotson. Now, I think Tyler's a fantastic player. I think he's really consistent, um, really nice lad. Um, I think he's an important player for shoes. I really do. Um, but I think, like I, like I touched on, his consistency is absolutely phenomenal, particularly with his bowling. Mm. Um, so I've got Tyler in at, at number eight. Um, at number nine is someone we all know very, very well. Um, there's a couple of players I probably could have put in, but I've gone for another all-rounder. I do like... No, 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 no. Is it who I think it is? If so, do not say it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Do you know who it is, Josh? Oh, He's got runs in the Birmingham League, I think. Oh, no. He, 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 may, he may have got some runs in the Birmingham League once. Um, but yes, my number nine is Andy Harrison. But we'll move on to 10 and 11 if you'd like to. Yes, please. <laughs> so my number 10 and 11 is a father and son combination. Um, that may have already given it away, bearing in mind my Shelton background. Um, so I've got Sam Griffiths at number 10. Obviously, well, everyone knows about Sam Griffiths in Shropshire. Um, Birmingham League winner with Shrewsbury. Um, played for Shropshire as well. Got a hat-trick against Worcestershire in a T20 warm-up, didn't he, at Shift, against Shift, uh, at Shifnal, sorry. Um, and then his dad, at number 11, is my captain. Um, and again, someone that I have sort of hyped up um, earlier on in this interview, but um, Steve Griffith's captain. It's a decent tale. Okay, so you've named your 11, um, but there must have been some people who just missed out. Who, who could have made your 11 but didn't quite? Um, I think Dean Suter is close. Dean Suter, a fantastic wicketkeeper, one of the best in the county. Um, as well, he had a couple of spells at Shelton when I was there. Um, I played under him briefly as well and played them at Shropshire Gents, so Suits was close. Um, I think, you know, when I first broke into, I say broke into the Shelton first team, um, when I sort of debuted, you know, on my debut, there was seasoned bowlers like Chris Speak, Andy Wigginton, um, Chris Mayle, you know, these guys really, really good cricketers. Um, but I probably didn't appreciate them as much as I would now, bearing in mind I was sort of a teenager at the time. Um, but some of these guys are real sort of legends in um, in Shropshire cricket. I think I probably could have put my uncle in there, Richard Martindale. Played with him only a couple of times for Shelton Threes. I obviously never saw very him. Very near mine, actually, Wink. I played with him. Did you play with him? Okay. Yeah well, I only, yeah, well, I only played a couple of games with him in Shelton Threes when he was, well, he was probably past it, well, well past his best. Um, but um, he, he, could have, he could have been in as well, perhaps. On, on his day, he was rapid. Yeah, so I've heard. So, we've got a lot of players there, Jamie. Have you got anyone you'd look for in the future, one, one to look out for, when you think you're going to make it big style? Um, yeah, I mean, look, there's a couple of young lads at Beacon. Um, players that you've perhaps seen, you know, Martin Lewis, Ben Smith, Lewis Tompkins, really good young lads. But yeah, I'm going to yeah. go for someone a little bit older, actually, and I'm going to say Yuri Pugh. Now, if we do get onto the um, grass this season, um, I think... I think he could have a fantastic year. I really do. And for the next couple of years. He's obviously been away for a couple of, couple of seasons. 
Um, I think he was second on the list of wicket-keeping dismissals in Division 1 last season. I think he'll have a bigger point to prove um, with the bat. I think he'll have a bigger responsibility with the bat when he comes back to Beacon. Um, so where, where, will bat, where will he bat at Beacon, do you think? Oh, he'll bat in that middle order. He'll bat in that middle order. Yeah. Um, obviously, our top order is not as strong as uh, Frankton's, so he'll get more of an opportunity. There'll be bigger responsibility on his shoulders. And I think he'll take it. I think he's pleased to be back. Um, and I think maybe not this season, because I don't think we're going to play much this season, but, but next yeah. season and beyond, um, I, I, think he'll, I think he'll turn out to be a fantastic signing for us. Uh, I'm really pleased to have him back because he's one of my best mates. So 15 years in Shropshire cricket, going on to what would be your 16th year, but obviously we're not going to get too much. Um, what have been your, your finest moments as a cricketer? Well, I'd like to say a couple if I can. Um, unfortunately, I've never achieved a promotion, which is, you know, which is sort of lingering on me a little bit, which you know, is very frustrating. Like I said earlier, um, I left the year that, that Mark Davis led um, Shelton back to the Premier Division. Um, I think personally, scoring um, 100 against All Scott in 2018, I was the first Beacon player to score a Division 100. Um, I'm really pleased and proud of that. That was obviously a fantastic day um, for the club. You know, we, we were struggling. I think we were 100 for eight. Um, myself, Guy Leslie came together. Guy Leslie, Colombian international. I think we put on about 120. Um, we got up to 260-odd in the end. Um, and then we won by one run on the last ball of the second innings. I think we were out there about nine hours. Um, it was a, re a really interesting game. Um, to say the least um, but that was that was a fantastic day and night I should add as well that was a fantastic day for us um, that's probably my biggest achievement I think you know because no one can take that away from me you know first player to get a division 100 for Beacon um, and then like you mentioned in the intro uh, a couple of eight for, for Shelton twos when I was younger against Ludlow and against Warfield um, and Jay you say you've had no promotions you, you have indoor and evening league haven't you Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, at Shelton, we won even League Division 1, actually. We won the top league. That was, yeah. I don't know when that was. That would have been 2000 and, I don't know, 8, 9, maybe, when I was, when I was quite young, sort of 15, 16. So, didn't play, didn't play a key role in that. Um, but, yeah, we've had lots of midweek promotions, Beacon and, and yeah. Shelton, a few indoor trophies as well. But, um, okay. Mm. All right, so now we move on to some quick-fire questions, Jamie. Nice and quick. Answer them as uh, speedily as you can. Uh, we'll start with uh, the best and worst fielder that you've ever played with. You don't need to mention who they are. What, which one's which? James Hurl, Tim Ward. <laughs> well done, Tim Ward. I'm being the best fielder. <laughs> so, Jamie... Best mate in cricket. Who's your best mate in cricket? Oh, best mate in cricket. I think um, right now I'd probably say someone like Mike Turner. Mike Turner at Beacon, Mr. Beacon. Absolutely fantastic bloke. Someone yeah. you two know. Um, he's right up there. I spend a lot of time with him. You know, Shrewsbury Town, away days, or not under Sam Ricketts, actually. Um, I won't go again until he's sacked. But um, I spend a lot of time with Mike. Um, I think uh, when I was at Shelton, I think Mark Davis, Alex Salisbury, I would say those two are, are right up there. 
Um, we used to go to the darts together, you know, Premier League darts on a Thursday night. We used to go Manchester, Birmingham, etc. Um, and I'll also say Sam Griff as well. I mean, I don't see him that much anymore, but he's someone that obviously I started playing with at, at eight years old um, and obviously still see now and again. Um, but I think Mike and, and probably Chez, um I'll ride up there. But there's others at Beacon as well that, that I'm now really close to, you know, Lee Pickford, Charlie Higgin, um, mm. Mitch so as well. Mitchell. I think, you know, I've got a lot. Um, so, <laughs> who's, who's the best player you've ever played against? Oh, best player I've ever played against. Probably, probably the Wem Pro. Not last year, the year before. Who was that? Which one was that? Was it Das? Right. So, what's your most embarrassing moment on a cricket pitch, Jamie? Oh, my most embarrassing moment on a cricket pitch. Um, it's quite a good story, this. Probably, I don't know if I've told you this, actually. I was playing for Shelton Twos away at Albrighton. Um, this would have been 2008-ish, I would say. Um, I was batting. Um, I can't remember the bowler. As I said, it was about a decade ago. Um, I've gone to play a nice covered, uh, sorry, straight drive. I've gone to play a nice straight drive. I've tried to absolutely muller it, cream it. I've towed it. I've let go of the bat. The bat has gone over my head and hit the stumps. So I've been technically given out hit wicket. Um, that was not a that was not a good way to go. Believe me. Um, I remember Ross Griffiths. I don't know if he was at the other end or whether he was maybe square leg umpiring. He was in absolute stitches, um, but yeah, that's not a good not a good way to get out. Letting go of the bat over your head and hit the stumps. Not good. That not good. I hope it didn't cost us the game. I can't remember. Worst piece of chat you've heard on a cricket field? Probably, um, probably one or two comments directed at me in that All Scott game that we spoke about when I got a hundred <laughs> two thousand eighteen. Um, the the it's, in, it's a the, infamous, the infamous Beacon All Scott game. Nothing was proved. This is a family podcast, isn't it? So um, perhaps we we won't go into specifics, but um, but I really enjoyed that day. It, it helps that we won the game, obviously, but it was a really good battle, um, both tactically, technically, and verbally. You're going to ask me about my eighthers. And on that note, Jamie, I think we'll say thank you very much and all the best. Thank hey, you, Jamie. Thanks, Thanks Cheers, guys. Well, why didn't we talk about my A3? It's Worthfield. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.